a chance for us to just touch basic once more in this in this summer of cricket with the man that runs the Big Bash Leagues. Alistair Dobson, it's been uh, a big summer yet again domestically. Uh, the 2020 circus never stops and we continue to learn from overseas and learn from the season that's been. Uh, thanks for joining us to somewhat wrap up uh, summer grandstand with our talks around the WBBL and the BBL. How are you doing? Yeah, g'day, Quinn. Great to chat. Yeah, now we're going well. We've had a, a really successful Big Bash summer and as you say, there's, a, there's always some cricket on and we're continuing to learn and watch how these other competitions go around the world as well. So there's always plenty on. I'm going to float a half volley at you straight away. What's the one <laughs> thing that you're working on in the, the six months before we, we hit summer, in inverted commas, again? Yeah, I think um, the, the summer coming up is uh, a really great one from a scheduling perspective. We have a bit more uh, clear air than, than perhaps we had in the summer just gone. And um, obviously in India, test summer is, is a great platform for the Big Bash. So right now our main focus is, is starting to build the the basics of next summer schedule from a, from a Big Bash perspective. And it's it's looking pretty good. We we obviously reduced the season to 40 games this year in our men's comp and it felt like it had the impact we were hoping. And you know, as we go into the second year of that, that's um that's playing out again, hopefully. And we'll start with the men's competition because the reduction worked, yet all the talk is expansion as far as teams are concerned. Uh, has it even been tabled? Where are we officially at when it comes to uh, the number of teams playing in the men's Big Bash League? Oh, we don't have an official position necessarily. I think what I would say is Cricket Australia is really optimistic about the future of the Big Bash. We've seen, as you said, a, a really successful summer. Some of the things that we've we've tried have landed as we'd hoped. And what that does is give us permission, I guess, to look at what the what the future looks like. And, and ultimately for us, whatever that is, it's about growth and growing our competition to get more fans, more kids and families coming to our games. We've got lots of different ways we can do that. We've got teams that are only 13 years old, so we're working really closely with them in continuing to build their brand. But there are other other options as well and other scenarios, which you know, there's no, no not necessarily an official position or, or necessarily anything concrete, but um, with, with an optimistic view of the future, we're, we're starting to look at what it might look like. I'm interested in the meeting place between the two challenges that you have here and the success of refining the men's season. I think it, it worked and you're saying that it did, but the continued growth of South Africa's T20 league, the league in the Emirates, the league in Bangladesh, all of these leagues that <coughs> bump up against the Big Bash in Australia in December, January. So strategically, how can you look at the reduction of fixture being a success, but holding your ground, if not trying to expand, with all the, these challenges around you? Oh, it's, it's, we've discussed this before. It's such a dynamic marketplace at the moment in world cricket, particularly in, in, a, in a T20 league perspective. So for us, it's really focusing on what we can control. We've increased the salary cap significantly this season, obviously reduced the number of games. And I think ultimately, while money is a factor for these players, they also love playing in great stadiums with big crowds. So I think you know, we, we want to position ourselves as a really enjoyable, fun um, and rewarding competition for players around the world. So you now, while we can't always compete from a money perspective, we, we're, we're more competitive than ever before. And I think we're learning and talking to players and agents every day about what it is that they want to see and, and, and experience when they come to these leagues. And they keep saying that the BBL is on their bucket list, whether it's the an up-and-coming player from around the world or one of the, the established greats. They they still love playing in the BBL, and and that's, uh, that gives us great confidence. Okay, I'll hit off a, on a couple of... Um, questions here around the men's big bash competition. Do we need New Zealand? Do you want New Zealand? Have they courted you? 
Oh, I'm probably not going to sort of speculate on on what the future might look like. I think whatever we do, it's about trying to grow our competition, and whether that's new teams, new markets, or continuing to grow the clubs we have. I wouldn't sort of I wouldn't run ahead of that process, I guess. And um, there's nothing official in the in the works. But you know, as I said a minute ago, we we we've now got an opportunity to look at look ahead now that we've got the competition trending. We think in the right direction. There's there's certainly an opportunity now to look at what the future looks like. But obviously with Canberra's been mentioned, Singapore and Jakarta, all of these parts of the world. And the, the natural question around New Zealand, one, we're there at the moment, two, they're our closest neighbours internationally. And, uh, and three, we see in basketball, football, the National Rugby League, um, th- there are Kiwi teams that form a part of the Australian sporting landscape, yet never really in a cricket sense. So... I mean, we hardly go there to play test cricket. So is it more discussion than reality in that regard? Yeah, I think we, we, we are really good friends of New Zealand cricket. They've got their own T20 league that operates at a similar time of year that we've had great success of New Zealand players coming and playing in, in the BBL and, and vice versa. So it's it's an ongoing discussion. I know our CEO, Nick Ockley, has been over there at the test match and, you know, keeping those relationships strong around the world, whether that's the future of international cricket or continuing to grow uh, and and optimise the T20 landscape is all part of that. I guess in terms of the options you spoke about, that's one of the great things about cricket is its global nature and and the opportunity to look at growth and I guess diversification in a whole range of different ways that that perhaps other leagues in Australia maybe not have that option to to explore. So plenty of options and and um, a pretty exciting time. When do you get to the point where you'll have to seriously discuss the strategy between building in Australia? Oh yeah, we know Canberra's keen. That's no news. Or if there are new franchises, you think, no, Indonesia, Singapore, that's actually strategically better for the competition and for the game in Australia. When when are we going to get to that point that those discussions will take place? Oh, there's no timeline on any of that, Quinn. I guess we, we've got eight, as I said, eight clubs that are still establishing themselves and growing. Our focus is on, on those eight clubs. And I, I think the opportunity to look at what the future holds is one that's ongoing. There's no, no set timeline, obviously, depending on... If we were to, to do something like that, the, the, the season that that would start would be a factor and, and there's a whole range of inputs that go into that. But as I said, we're, we're a long way off talking about specifics. Okay, I'll, I'll wrap this part of the chat up by asking, is it about consolidation of the refined fixture now or is it still with an eye of expansion amid international competition? Yeah, I think consolidation is a really good word for the for the coming season. I think, you know, we we got, have got things trending in the right direction. Whether that's attendances, TV audiences, and and other metrics we use, include including the quality of the cricket. So, you know, we've got a, a great season coming up, and uh, but then you do have one eye on on the future beyond that. And as I said, it's a really dynamic marketplace with leagues coming and some leagues going, and and players really still, uh, I guess, establishing what that what that marketplace looks like for their services. It's a it's a great time to be a a cricketer at the moment because you've got lots of options and we just want to make sure that we're one of them. The boss of the Big Bash Leagues, Alistair Dobson, is with yours truly, Quentin Hull, here on Summer Grandstand. Now, the WBBL remains at 14 games for the time being. The success of the consolidation of the men's fixture lends us to the question, is that automatically what's going to happen to the future of the women's Big Bash League? Oh, certainly not automatic. I think the, the, the WBBL is the best cricket league in the world for women and it's really important for us that it stays that way. And I think that the women's game globally is, is going in a similar direction to the men's in that they, the best players have got lots of options and, and can play cricket pretty much full-time around the world 12 months of the year. So 
the number one priority for us with the WBBL is making sure it remains the best league in the world. And whether that's the length of the season or the, or the, the, the structure of the competition or how we run it is, is all part of that. I think um, it's been a full 56 game, if you like 14 games for each team since, since day one. And it's played a really important role in, in the development of our, our female pathway to give our elite players a volume of cricket. The reality is they are getting that cricket in other places around the world now. So there's a consideration there as well. So um, it's a discussion that's ongoing. We've got um, obviously a bit of time ahead of the next season to, to, to weigh all that up and see where it might land. And I speak to people who have been to the UK either as players or as coaches or, or simply cricket fans, and they love what the 100 has done with the men and women playing on the same day. Now, we know that the WBBL has moved away from that. Is there ever a thought that you're going to move away from the October-November window for the women's competition and put it alongside <coughs> the men again, off the back of what's happened in the UK with the 100? Yeah, we, we watch the 100 very closely, and I think that's it's a great competition that we we learn from every day. But I think ultimately the, the November window is the right spot for the WBBL. Our, our December and January is very full of other cricket, as you would well know. So to create and carve out a a dedicated window, I guess, in, in late October through November is is the right place for the WBBL. We've got lots of work to do in, in establishing it in that in that window, given it's only been three or four seasons in a, in a November window. But we certainly think that's the right spot for it. Uh, Alistair, I'm wondering whether your role ensures you get a, a trip to New York to see India and Pakistan <laughs> in the in the World T20 that's coming up in the Caribbean and and over in the in the states. Well, it's it's. I might get you to put a good word in for me, Quinton, but I think it'll be a pretty a pretty amazing op, uh, experience. I was I unfortunately didn't see the one here, the game in the in the World Cup in Australia a couple of years back. But from all reports, it was it was phenomenal. I think the growth of the game in the US is obviously a really big priority for for the ICC and and Major League Cricket's landing pretty well. We've got a couple of our state associations and Big Bash teams forming some alliances with a couple of clubs there and, and sharing knowledge and, and expertise. So, you know, I think cricket in the US is is definitely the one of the next big frontiers, and um, it's pretty exciting. And I know we're about to hit footy, 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 but when's that When's that fixture drop for the, the next WBBL and BBL <laughs> seasons? Yeah, we've got a bit of work to do. It's normally mid-year, sort of July issues when we, we land those. As, a, as, as you can imagine, it's a, it's a pretty complicated uh, juggling act, I guess, getting all those factors together. But um, it's shaping up really well. Our clubs are excited. We've been meeting with clubs and broadcasters, so... Um, everyone sees the the opportunity ahead and um, it's shaping up as, we hope, the biggest season ever. We've enjoyed uh, you joining us throughout the summer on Grandstand, Alistair. It's uh, been another big cricket season domestically, even though, of course, the cricket never stops elsewhere in the world. Thanks for your time. Have a great winter and uh, we'll catch up soon. Look forward to what uh, the next summer entails. Anytime, Quentin. Thanks for your support.